Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of We Miss Sports. Yep. What do we want to call it? Sports but louder. La- sports but louder. Yep. Yeah. So tentative name. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Even though we're in many ways we're quieter. I guess we are. Yeah, we're pretty tame for a sports podcast. Yeah. A lot of times people come on here and, and do a lot of yelling. A lot of rah rah. Yeah, but it's it's Friday, August nineteenth. Um, the boys are actually going to a Lady Gaga concert tonight. Yeah. Very excited about yeah. that. We've, it's funny too. We've actually been planning this for a long. T- it's been on our radar for a long time. I mean, I'm fired up, dude. It's going to be at Fenway Park. Fenway yep. concerts are great. Um, my, I have, admittedly, I have pretty high expectations just based on other Fenway concerts I've been to with artists that I know mm. are worse than Lady Gaga. No, I mean, I fully expect this to be amazing. Like, uh, slight exaggeration, but it's almost like we're going to a Beyonce concert or something. Dude, you I, know? I, I think so. It's in that it, same Rihanna, universe. Beyonce. Yeah, you're, you're watching a pop star perform. It's I think it's going to be unforgettable. Yeah. I really do. Yep. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. amazing. And we'll I come mean, back with a review. We, we were, uh, you know, we were once at Fenway, working at Fenway, and we were able to go to uh, the Joe Bros. Which was uh, great. Which was a good concert, but one, I enjoyed that. I imagine this would be better, but two, you know, we were, we wanted to go to this concert so bad, we were almost willing to still work at Fenway. Yeah, <laughs> and that'd be yeah. quite a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, so we're going to that. NFL is almost back. We're heading watching into a lot of preseason. Patriots are playing tonight. Preseason yeah. week two, I yeah. believe. So that's hard exciting. knocks. Hard knocks. That's what we should great. talk. We should talk some yeah, hard we'll, knocks. We'll talk yeah. hard knocks. College football is also back. Um, Big Ten got a big deal. There's General Booty making some noise. Deshaun, his uh, suspension got yeah. extended again. Um, some other NBA news we'll get around. You know, we got we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think it'll be a good, um, good episode. The summer uh, is kind of winding down. We're entering the fall. Yeah, so maybe, maybe an we'll uptick in maybe, topics. Yeah, maybe we'll have some, some real things yeah. to, to talk about. But where do you want to start, dude? Should we just talk uh, NFL, maybe some hard knocks? Yeah, well, why don't we get started with the NFL? Yeah, so the NFL is almost back, and I'm pretty excited. So the, the, I think th- there's, what, two more weeks of preseason, or maybe they cut out well, the fourth yeah, week? Well, it's the middle of August. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, they, they did cut out the last week of preseason, I believe, Yeah, um, just moving forward permanently. So, yeah, what, two? Oh, actually, uh, quick aside, that means the draft is coming up. I know. We've got our, yep. our fantasy football draft yep. next next week, yep. the 24th, I believe, Something right? Something like that, yeah. Are we still doing the Beer Olympics after? I hope not. I hope not. Midweek, yeah. that yeah. sounds torturous. No, I hope not. I hope not. But um, since the NFL is back, that means Hard Knocks is back. And if you ask me, this is probably up there with the the best Hard Knocks first two it, episodes I've ever seen. It, it's funny because the Hard, just for some context, this season it's the Detroit Lions. Um, uh, and the in-season version will be the Cardinals, which I, I think is like November. Which it's like is a while. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. But um, the, you know, Hard Knocks always makes the teams look so good. I know, dude. They 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 roped me in. I'm already a Lions yeah. fan. I'm already like that. They get you like eyeing the players to draft in your fantasy league, and you have to like resist so hard because the Lions realistically are still probably not going to be very good. Right, right. But no, I enjoyed the uh, the first couple episodes. Um, I didn't. I obviously didn't watch the preseason game uh, that they had, but I didn't know they lost in that fashion. You know, I was it. What's the backup quarterback? I had Blau- actually. I, I had seen the. Uh, the touchdown throw. Everybody was talking about Kyle Riddle, Kyle Riddle's throw. Yeah, yeah. But um, Dan Campbell's—he's a riot. No, he's one of a kind. A lot of lot of one-liners, a lot of quotables. I mean, I think there's obviously this presence of cameras, and and maybe it's you know maybe some of it's for the show. But I, I feel like he's being authentic. You know, I think that's the, well, the dude, kind of guy he is. But la- last season, he was the, he was crying when they when they tied. Yeah. He's the same guy who throws in. He he's like I, I show up to practice every day with two venties C four. Yeah. Each one. <laughs> um, the guy's a riot already. Um, but I was going to say something else. Um, 
What was the stray, too, that Kevin Durant caught in uh, the second episode? Oh, yeah, that guy can't well, catch a break. Um, Amon Ra, what, what's his last name? Amon Ra St. Saint, um, Saint, Saint Brown. Yeah, Amon Ra St. Brown, his dad, Mr. former Mr. Universe. Uh, he's like, you know, does, does KD ever, when was the last time he did calf raises? Yeah, you, you see these guys tearing their Achilles. You ever, you ever seen Kevin Durant do a calf raise? Yeah, That's funny. KD responded to him. He's like, today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Dan Campbell is hilarious. And I think, um, dude, well, I had a good point to make about hard knocks. And I forget what it was. What was it? Dude, even, um, it even, uh, even Grace likes it. Oh, uh, she, she's into it. Well, you know, they, I think it, it does a, it does a good job of like highlighting some people. Like there was a uh, Hutchinson, you know, the, the DN. I'm excited to watch him this season. He yeah. looked he looked pretty good in the clips that he I saw. Like a beast, yeah. You know, once again, they make everybody look like a beast. But uh, who was the defense? Def- who was the rookie defensive player of the year on the Cowboys last year? Um, because they. Uh, I feel like it's oh, Micah, Micah, Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he was a beast in, in Hard Knocks and ended up being a beast in How was in, the Cowboys one? I, I don't think I watched it. The Cowboys one was good, dude. It had me – every season, no matter who it is, it had, they have you rooting for the team like so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing about Hard Knocks is actually – I think the interesting thing is the Cardinals being the midseason one. That's like – you can't – script that any better than I, that I with it. all Why? the with all the Kyler drama. <laughs> I mean, well, everyone's going to be paying attention like how how in tune this guy is with the with the film study. You think they bring it up? How involved is he going to be <laughs> in the in, gonna, in the sessions? They're going to dedicate whole episodes to that. But didn't they end up uh revising the contract? I think that they language took it out. is out, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um so we'll see if That's he, he holds up to it. But yeah, Dan Campbell is great. I mean, dude, it's kind it was kind of weird though like like the the guy who calls the offensive plays and the defensive plays, yeah, like they're those, going like, at that, it. That was, that was kind of weird to me. If I looked over and saw my coaches doing that, I'd be like, guys, yeah, <laughs> are we gonna practice? Yeah, or? Get, get it get it together here. But um, no, it seems like they got a good culture there. I don't, I can't. I'd be lying if I said I knew much about the Lions. Uh, but you know, like you said, admittedly, I'm rooting for them this season. Detroit yeah. versus everybody. When Jamal Williams is. Ball, crying in the yeah that is if you, that had me fired up he's like uh piss with the puppies if you're gonna piss like a puppy stay <laughs> on the porch <laughs> oh man yeah, hard knocks is fun um i would love to know uh actually something about hard knocks like how that how do they pick the team for hard knocks you gotta wonder yeah i wonder if they like toss their names in a hat like saying they're i mean i imagine it the uh, it comes from like the organization, like the team as an organization, not like the coaching staff and the players. And there's I prob- bet they're told that they're going to be on. Hard I mean, knocks. there's probably some teams that'll never do hard knocks, like the Patriots. At least not with Belichick. Maybe there. probably the Packers. Yeah. Like, um, there's some teams that are like probably off limits. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it's, uh, that being said, I feel like this uh, this accessibility. Is it accessibility? Yeah. The accessibility into teams through video, I think, is, is the best thing that happened to sports in the past couple of years. The fact, And we'll talk about it later, too, when we talk uh, 2008 Redeem Team documentary. But the footage and the access, it's almost like, you know, you, you can form these connections that you, you couldn't have 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. I mean, dude, uh, some of the, like, clips they'll string together and the, the HBO, the music is so intense. Yeah. The music for Hard Knocks might be the best part. Mm. Um, and the guy announcing it, he's so calm. Yeah. It's like, and today the Lions showed up <laughs> <laughs> knowing they had to win. Well, plus, you know, they mix in some, you mentioned Grace liked it. I feel like they they mix in some fun, you know, like they show the rookies dancing and having to yeah. sing and stuff like that. They had that. the story about uh, the guy's wife, yep, the Olympian. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, all right, so we talked about the NFL. Um, 
Deshaun Watson, he's got his extension up to 11 games. We're not going to talk about that. No. But we are going to talk about it. That means the Browns might trade for Jimmy G. A lot of people think that's a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I feel like the, the Jimmy G trade rumors have been floating for, honestly, seasons at this point. Um, but, you know, a change of scenery I think is good. He's not trash. He'd probably be pretty solid for the Browns. The so. guy can run an offense, that's yeah. for sure. What do you what do you have the uh, odds at on that happening? <laughs> Plus two hundred. I think it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, they're dying to get rid of him. And you know, it, it it's an opportunity to shift the narrative on the season. You know, like uh, it doesn't become completely about this Watson. I mean, debacle. if he doesn't play for eleven games, it's effectively a waste of a season. Like, I don't know right. who their other backup is. Yeah, I don't and they have a good team. Yeah, like they. But um, staying in the, the general realm of football, why don't we talk uh, the Big Ten? So the Big Ten just signed a, a big deal with um, several different stations, CBS, uh, NBC, Peacock, F- FS1, um, for $7 billion over seven years, over a billion dollars per year. And then today, the commissioner, or yesterday, today or yesterday, the commissioner comes out and he says they want to expand up to 20 teams and pay the players. Dude, that's like a... Like a pro league. That's like a pro sports level contract. I'm pretty yeah. sure the NFL does like a billion dollars a year in TV rights, yeah. which is nuts. Um, 20 teams and they want to start paying their players. You know, all the, uh, at what point are we going to admit this thing's just about making money? I mean, I think the, the cat's out the bag at this point. Like, there's, there's no other discussion to be had. I mean, I mean d- he's openly saying he's willing to pay the players. I know they can make NIL money at this point, but that that completely now means it's it's all business. I mean, dude, I, I don't even know how these other leagues are going to compete anymore. Like, I think the SEC, the SEC, the SEC probably still hasn't beat in terms of, like, quality of product on the right. field, but... I mean, all those, like, minor, mid-major leagues, forget about it. I mean, I'm at, if, they, if they're trying to go up to 20, they're probably going to absorb the rest of the good teams from the Pac-12 mm. and probably the best couple teams in the ACC. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they have uh, now, I think, three slots. Basically, all the primetime football slots. All their games are getting aired. Great for basketball, um, especially, you know, women's basketball. Oh, it's across all sports? It's across all sports. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they're, they're going to be, well, at least the sports that are typically streamed right. on television. Um, and I think if you have Peacock Plus, like, you'll have full access to, like, really everything. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, it's enticing. It's a lot of money, a lot of dough. Um, I mean, the pack... Tw- I forgot a, a couple weeks ago we had talked about the Pac-12 and a couple teams leaving into the Big Ten. I mean, they're all but done. Dude, I, look up uh, the commissioner's salary. For the Big Ten? Yeah. He's probably raking it in. If anything, I think who really wins in this is like the mid-majors. Because I have a feeling that all the major conferences are probably just going to consolidate from like five to three. Yeah. And then all those like teams who were in Power Five conferences but were kind of mid to low tier are probably just trickle down into the into the middle of the pack and make those better. Right. So I think, so uh, the commissioner, well, actually, I don't know when this article was written. Um, but I believe it's, wait. Wait, you asked me the Big Ten commissioner salary. Who yeah. is the Big Ten commissioner? Kevin Kevin Warren? Hmm. It's the guy from that picture. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really say what his salary is, but for context, the last guy was making like $4 million and had a season where he pulled in a $20 million bonus. Whoa. But um, Kevin Warren, yeah. So uh, on paper, he's probably got the similar sort of deal, like a $4 million contract and Damn. You know, fat he's bonuses. Probably making a fat bonus for, for inking this deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
He's eating good. I think the other conferences are going to be probably forced to copy this sort of format um, to an extent where uh, you know you, you need visibility. You, you need to be on something. Uh, fans need access to watch. And you got to pay the players. Got to pay the players. Um, we'll, we'll see if it succeeds or not. My best guess is it's a big old lot of hoopla right now. We won't talk about it. It'll become a non-story. Uh, and surely in a number of years, there'll be an even bigger contract that's inked. Yeah. Yep. Probably something Sounds like about that. right. Um, but sticking with college football, there's this guy, the new one of the core. I don't know if he's a starting quarterback, but a quarterback. Uh, Oklahoma? For, for Oklahoma, his name is General Booty. General Axel Booty, to be exact. That's a top tier name right there. Top tier name. You know, I, name is, his first name is General. Which, which is, you know, I, I, always, I like to pay attention to names, sort of. Not like a lot, but, you know, some names go out of fashion. Some na- but I feel like the, the names of some of these people, it leads me to believe that there are some strange names out there. I, I feel like I don't personally know many people with crazy, unique names. Are they strange names or, or creative parents? Yeah, hey, that's the, the question of the, the century. I mean, they could have had no clue that uh, General would, would become a, a quarterback, but that's an incredible name for a guy leading your offense. I know, and he's, he's really milking it on the merch. Yeah, I mean... With it, a name like that. You know, we, we do talk a lot about NIL here on the pod, but really I think that's just uh, an indication of how the landscape has changed. College sports have changed forever because now it really is like name, image, and likeness. These players have an opportunity to really market themselves in a way that otherwise never would have. I mean, if you have something unique or cool or interesting about you, just like any other human being, you should be able to make some money off it. Like you said, the shirts are comedy. It's like, I love booty on one of them. Uh, It's like, I love and like the peach emoji is like a general. One is just booty under it. Um, And I imagine, honestly, like, He's going to sell at least 10,000 of those. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's donating the majority of the, the sales to a, a local children's hospital. Well, and he's a great guy. Good job. Good job, S- Booty. Salute to you, General. Maybe we'll get him, you know, General Booty, come on the pod. We want to we wanna help spread your message, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. That's what I have for uh, football. Oh, actually, you know what I want to talk about? This is kind of unrelated to sports, but in general. I was looking through um, some newsletters earlier. And I guess New York Magazine, um, typically they'll, they'll pick a drink of the summer. Not this summer. There's I no drink of the there's summer? There's no drink of the summer. Why is that? I don't know. It, I guess everybody is just drinking what they please this, this time around. There's nothing that's standing up above the rest. Everyone's just, they're, they're, it's equal distribution. There's it, nothing that's standing out. Yeah, which it kind of checks out. I mean, now it's, it's like, a, I mean, I would have, if I had to pick, at least from what I've seen, it's, it's maybe these cocktails in a can. They seem to be the new sort of thing, but I think when they pick a drink of the summer, it's more of like, like a, a cocktail, cocktail type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But that also leads me to to say, there's also no song of the summer. I don't think. Usually every summer there's a song that you know it's gets true. you going. I don't think this summer there's one. Music's getting worse. Music is getting worse. I think. But um, back to the whole uh, drink of the summer thing. You know what is like? Maybe it's just because I go out to eat more like at restaurants and like I'm just being more of an adult. Mm. But like, I feel like every restaurant now is trying to come up with these like crazy cocktails. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like their, their signature cocktails. Yeah. Like they got all these crazy things and crazy cups mm. and all these. Well, yeah, yesterday I, uh, I was out at this place called, um, fire and ice. It's actually pretty cool. It fire was, and ice is nice. You, yeah. You've been inside? It's a place, uh, in Copley, right? Yeah. It's yeah, right yeah. Near it's like, uh, you, you put together a bowl of goodies. And they make and, it in front of you, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a communal hibachi almost so it was interesting long story short though uh one of their uh signature margaritas 
It was. It had a freaking grand. What do you call it? Grand Mignon or uh, Grand Marnier, whatever the, the drink is called. Like a big bottle of it in the drink. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was creative. Nice. Uh, it was like a drink within a drink. But that leads me to believe. Uh, it, it leads me to uh, double down on your point. It's true. They, Cocktails all, are in. They're all beers are out. Yeah, you know, everybody's so uh, concerned about their figure and whatnot. I mean, I only drink Michelobes if, if I drink them at all, so. Uh. I, enjoyed a, I, I enjoyed a high life last night. Really? Yeah. It's the champagne of beer right yep, there. Yep. You know, that used to be a big staple in the fridge. Yeah, they were cheap. They yeah. are cheap. Still cheap. Yeah. In, in these times. Yeah, nice to know some things don't change. Yep. Um, but should we shift to the NBA briefly? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk NBA? Um, well... Do you have NBA-related news? I mean, first off, I'm seeing these pictures of James Harden. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He looks like he doesn't look, just look in shape. He looks like thin, like like skeleton thin. You know, I, I feel like it was just one season. Actually, no, there's two things. There's there was multiple season, seasons where there, he was big. No, there was a season where he was noticeably large, but I also think there's some angles that aren't flattering to him. He, he has this sort of body where if he's turned just a little bit, he looks it's 50 true. pounds heavier. He's never been like a, a slender man no. by any means. No. But these pictures looks like well, I mean, he's getting after it. You know, I, I think he's having a fun summer. I, I've seen him uh, backstage with Travis Scott. Uh, surely he's, he's getting some shots up. I don't even know what his, his deal is. I mean, he's in Philadelphia. They signed him to the extension, didn't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't no clue. I mean, it's just it's so strange. I feel like, um, kind of an aside, but I'm like, I'm a... To, you know, 2K, I enjoy the, my NBA mode, right? I like to be commissioner. I like to look tinker. into deals and tinker and really have my, my hand in the whole league. Up until, like, 2K18, 2K19, I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't let certain deals happen. I wouldn't let certain players go to certain teams because I'd be like, well, that's just unrealistic. That, that wouldn't happen, right? Like, uh, you know, maybe a player stays with his team for X amount of years, uh, long enough to kind of be in one place for a career. Now, as the commissioner in a 2K league, I don't think I would, I would, I would do that anymore. Dude. A lot of unexpected shit happens and players end up on teams that you would have never thought they'd be there. It makes no sense. 2K... Trades are now real-life trades. Yep. Real-life trades have become 2K trades. Yeah, you got Gobert on the Timberwolves. Like, if I saw that, I probably would have vetoed it before. Now, you know, it's, it's reality. Any, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, speaking of which, 2K is coming out in a couple weeks, and I will be purchasing it. You heard it here first. Um, you know, well, they got a pretty high bar to, to, to hit because the last one was the best game since original Fortnite, they said. So they've said. So they said Fortnite's been looking pretty Madden's, solid. Madden's coming out soon, too. They just released the official soundtrack. It's damn good. Uh, I didn't probably a couple it. songs in there that'll uh, really get you. Um, back to the NBA, though. Um, wait. Harden. Harden, yeah. So you said he's been looking pretty good. People say he's thin. Yep. That's all I'll say. And, and that's contrary to recent years. Yeah, well, I, I hope uh, I hope he's in tip-top shape because he's going to need it to play RCs, who, well, uh, dude, keep in mind, have a lot of nationally televised games this season, I over saw, 30. I saw a video. Um, it was, like, some people comparing, like, James Harden other people. Who would you rather have, James Harden or Allen Iverson? On my team right now? Prime, yeah. Probably AI. Yeah, I think that's obvious. Everyone was saying James Harden. I mean, Harden's a better scorer. So, like, I mean, there was a stretch a couple years back where Harden was averaging, like, 47 points over, like, 10 games. Like he, and, like, I mean, I guess we never really saw Allen Iverson right. play, but... But, yeah, you know, six-foot guard or, like, a, you know, bigger, 
basically the same level of scoring. The only thing that gets me with Harden is his defense, but like, let's be honest, like it's a, it's a points league. And AI was pretty small. Well, he, yep. well, he could steal the ball. Yep, but yep. Um, yeah, l- let me let me watch Harden over like five games this season, and I'll probably have a different answer to that. I mean, right. if I could have Harden on my team right now, that'd be amazing, but you got to ask the, the question, is he actually a winner? That's true. Um, but into the NBA, so LeBron signed a two-year, $97.1 million extension. That's a whole lot of cash. Making him officially the uh, highest earner ever, I believe. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he passed Kevin Durant, who was previously the highest. Earner. And that has uh, it has the perfect it has the the option after one year where he can leave and go wherever Bronny lands. You know, I, I the the Lakers certainly don't have infinite money, um, but I think they've decided that it's more important for their brand to keep LeBron James than to actually have a uh, you know. I'm not going to say they're not going to be a winning team, but let's not forget this is a team that won like 33 games last season, what, 35 games? Like, they, they're definitely not what they should be. And, uh, you know, usually when you're trying to turn things around, you like to keep a little bit of dough to get creative. And they haven't really, they didn't really do much this past offseason, as far as I can remember. Not really. No, it's, it's pretty much running it they're back. They're running with it the back. A new squad. coach, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but no, it's pretty interesting to your point. He's a player option that last season, obviously, it lines up with. Uh, Bronny and where he goes, um, surely he'll be drafted. You know, um, at this, I mean, not, not that he's uh, linked to his father forever or anything like that. But it, the the this idea that it's somehow a two for one deal is enticing. No team can ignore that factor. I mean, people are starting to speculate about where Bronny's going to go to school. So you, somebody you, you came out Oregon? with Oregon. Somebody said Oregon, and yeah. then LeBron on Twitter shot that down. Really? Um, so we'll see. He, I don't what, know. what did he say? He was just like, well, uh, basically, like source was saying that like Oregon is now the leading school to land Bronny James, and mm. LeBron retweeted that, and it was like when he uh, ha- he's had three total calls with coaches, and when you got and when he knows where he wants to go, you'll find out from him. Wow. Yeah. I bet he'll go to school. He has to go to a school. I think. I think he'll go to college. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I mean, speaking of, of LeBron, the the Mr. Paid himself, um, he's dabbling now into the the visual arts as well. He kind of already was. Already was. Now, yeah. Now there's a documentary coming out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna him and D Wade are producing something about the Redeem team. Yep. That team was loaded. That team was fun to watch. Fun to watch. We got LeBron, uh, Darren Williams, Dwight Howard, Kobe, CP3, Mello, Mello, Dwight. You say Dwight? Yep. Uh, and dude, KG, Paul, and Ray should have been on that team, but they just won the chip and they wanted to fucking booze it up all summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They missed out. Christian Late? Well, no, not Christian Leitner. So there was some like token college white guy on that team. Let's see, 2008 Olympic basketball team. Let's get out the full roster right now. Yep, Wade, LeBron, Kobe, Mello, Howard, Bosch, Chris Paul. Darren Williams, Tayshawn Prince, Carlos Boozer, Michael Red, Jason Kidd. That's a good team. It's a great team. Who do you, you th- who do you th- so who do you think would win the Redeem team or, or the Dream team? Seven game series. I mean, like how they were in two thousand eight. Oh, their current state, yeah, or like the two thousand eight team in their state versus that. What was it? The ninety eight team. 92. 92 team. Well, then let me let me pull out the the ninety two team just for for comparison's sake, uh, just so the, you know the audience 
can hear this, but we had Christian Laidner, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Chris Mullen, Charles Barkley, and Magic Johnson. So, damn, based off when of, you put it like that. Based off of star power, I think 92 has him beat. But, you know, it's hard to bet against Blair, LeBron. That's, you know, Larry Bird was at the end of his career. Yep, Magic Bird. is at the end of his career. Yep. This is like peak athleticism LeBron, peak Kobe. Yep. Um, peak D. Wade, peak Melo. Dwight is a beast. Yep. No, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a damn good series. That's for sure. Is Tim Duncan on that Redeem team? Uh, I don't believe so. That's weird. I guess that's not a huge deal, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think when you hear the names, I think you automatically think Dream Team. But I sneaky think that Redeem Team would pull it out. You know, I, I very well could see it. Um, you know, like you said, these people are at the peak of their careers. I just don't think they'd be able to... I don't think the Dream Team would be able to run with them. I think the Dream Team could run with them. I think it'd be... I think it'd be you know, this is one of those things that we just got to play out in 2K. He's got to tweak the settings the right yeah. way. That you know, people like to play the game, and you know that's where they get their fun, or they're in the park. You know, it's really a basketball simulator at the end of the day. It's it's to uh, there's no other place where you can put these conversations into action. You know, I'll never forget when it was like the third, it was like the first week of quarantine. I walked into your house, and you were just watching a 64 man one on one <laughs> tournament. I never even finished that watching either. it in 2K. I put all that freaking effort in, and it didn't even finish. But it was starting to really unravel. But I do. I mean, I do think this Netflix doc is going to be great because oh, you've yeah. always seen like clips of them like hanging out in China, at like random places. Yeah. And this one, Le- this is when LeBron was funny. People yeah. forget how funny that man was because yep. he was a clown. Yeah, he was like Ring- class he was clown. Ringless. He was yeah. like twenty three years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, you know the Last Dance was obviously great, and that was like a multi parter. I'm not sure if this will be just one. I imagine. I think it's a series. Yeah, I imagine it'll be a series. So um, I got to be honest, you know. It'll probably be damn good, and arguably, my, my hopes are so high, I bet it'll be better than The Last Dance. Wow. And Bold claim. Yep. All right. You heard it here first. Um, but wrapping up with the NBA, let's talk about Ben Simmons. So if anyone doesn't know, didn't know, Ben Simmons recently got some of his money back from the 76ers. They withheld about $20 million of his salary last year. That was like $1.3 million every, sal- every check um, because he wasn't playing, citing mental health issues. He took him to court, got an undisclosed amount of that back. I imagine it was like at least 10 to 15 million. Um, so, yeah, I think Ben, he, he must have needed the money. Well, aren't we the ones who said we were, he was broke once upon a time? Or we was did that say somebody he was else? broke because he was broke. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, was, he was shedding money. He was spending more than, than he had coming in. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's good because that, that really officially finally closes the chapter uh, between Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. They must hate him down there. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he? He he did end up playing back in Philly, but he didn't play, right? He was on the bench when the Nets came by in Philly. So yeah, I imagine when he actually officially plays a game there, he will be reined in booze. Um, but you know, it's it's part of the course. You you can't be loved uh, constantly, you know, by by your ex teams. It's certainly not the first time a former stars left a team on bad terms. Um, what I kind bet of Philly was sick. I bet they wanted to keep that money. What kind of what kind of precedent you think that sets for for NBA players missing time and and, and you, still getting paid? You know, it's it's tough. It's it's such a players' league. Um, my 
my gut tells me that it'll be a massive point of contention at the next meeting uh, when the CBA is up uh, because, you know, if there's really, there's this example being set that you really can just decide unilaterally that you don't want to play the game. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, they have the, the ability to do that, right? Whether it's an injury or they're just not feeling it. But between Ben Simmons, Kawhi, Kyrie, the, you know, the amount of examples are piling on. Um, I don't think you would ever see low-level players or mid-level players doing that. I think it is uh, um, almost like a right reserved for the stars. That being said, um, you know, you, you got to think of the whole picture, right? Uh, what if, if, if it's a fan who paid money to see so-and-so? And I don't think that's you know, the, the players aren't at the whim of the fans, but at the end of the day, the NBA is in Where the business. Where all the money comes yeah, from. The NBA is in the business of, of making money. And so I think they're going to try to nip that in the bud as soon as possible. Um, and, and surely these teams, I mean, they'll get creative with the contracts that they have to. Um, I mean, that was the reason why Kyrie's extension was kind of in flux, right? Because they wanted to put in a clause that he'd play X amount of games. That's the only reason that contract fell through. They were going to extend right. him, but he wouldn't sign a, a games played clause. And so, you know... Clearly, the, the players feel a type of way about, you know, they, they want to be able to sit out as they please. Um, I mean, if you look at all these examples, the players kind of won out in the end, right? Kawhi got traded and won a ring. You know, I don't think he would change anything for that. And today, you know, he gets to play as he pleases in Los Angeles. So uh, it definitely sets an interesting precedent. Uh, I imagine the teams don't want to be chasing down these players forever tough to dynamic. get their money back. It's just a tough dynamic. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah, awkward is a good word. Um, but the last thing I really have is the NFL. The NFL has had their schedule for a little bit, but the NBA just came out with their schedule, and their they so they have their like the the NBA just came out with their schedule, and they always load up Christmas Day with like you know rivalry games, whatever it is, previous final matchup, and this year it like. So on Christmas Day, there's going to be five marquee basketball games and three, like, pretty good football games. And I just find that kind of funny on the surface. It's, like, the biggest holiday in the world, at least in the United States. It's just sports. You're supposed to be, like, with your family and all this stuff, opening presents, yep. cookies. and yep. Well, they, they probably ran the math, and they're like, all right, well... There's basically two groups of people, right? There's people who are going to be celebrating this holiday, and there's people who are not. Of the people who are celebrating it, there's probably X percentage of that who's going to watch these games anyway. And then of the people who don't celebrate, you know, they're probably going to watch these games anyway. They're like, we'd be silly not to offer them something. These people want basketball. They want football. I know. They don't want to be at home with their family and dinner opening it's, presents. It's just, uh, it's like a, they're giving all of America an excuse to, to flick that TV on. I mean, just, so of the people, I just want to like make it clear like how crazy this lineup is. So on the NFL, you'll have Brady, then you'll see Rodgers, then you'll see Aaron Donald. In, in the NBA, you're going to see LeBron, Jokic, Embiid, Curry, Giannis, and Tatum. That's great. All back-to-back. -back. That's great. I'll probably be glued to my TV watching that all day. Can't have it much better than that. No. I mean, I've always thought Christmas Day basketball was always the best. Oh, it's great. I feel like now it's, it's slightly lost some of its luster, but it's also hard to appreciate the gravity of it. 
uh, four months out. They, like as it approaches is when you're like, oh well, you know these these narratives have been built up, these storylines have been built up. The games have a little bit more drama to them. Well, dude, they got to start bringing back like the the Christmas jerseys and stuff. Yeah. That was so fun. Adidas yeah. did it right. They had the Christmas jerseys. They would have the cool ESPN commercials yeah. with the, the the bells. Nike, you know, it's interesting because Nike now every team has like five jerseys that they wear here and there. But yeah, they they don't. It was nice when there was Christmas Day jerseys, to your point. And the sleeves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't hate the sleeves at the time. Those guys uh, must have hated those Looking things. back on it, though, it was pretty damn they ugly. pretty stupid. LeBron yeah. looked ridiculous in sleeves. Yeah. He, he ripped right it now. off, and that's when they knew. Yeah. Like, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. He, that was a, a blatant uh, act of rebellion against the league <laughs> right there. Um, in, in basketball news, though, uh, the WNBA has been having a hell of a season. Highest, I saw that. Highest viewership uh, in over 14 years. Their streaming numbers are up. Their uh, subscriptions on League Pass are up 10%. Um, over yeah, 186 million video views, 821,000 hours watched. Uh, the playoffs are coming up. Um, I don't have much else to add there. I know that it was definitely a, a close playoff race. A couple teams within uh, one spot. There's like six or seven teams fighting for one spot at one point. Um, all I'm going to say is go Connecticut Sun. Uh, I think their odds of winning a championship are high. All right. uh, and so, you know, I'll, I'll try to tune in. You know what I saw, though, because I, uh, I was reading a little bit about 2K um, earlier, and I guess the WNBA does this thing called the Commissioner's Cup, um, which it, it ends up in, like, basically how it works is uh, every team gets points for how well they do against other teams in their first matchup against them. So only in that matchup. And then the two teams with the highest amount of points play a special exhibition for the Commissioner's Cup. And that's separate from any separate. playoff structure. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Because I, I know the NBA was thinking of doing a midseason tournament, but maybe they would benefit from just doing that. They should just start throwing in some, like, this could be for the WNBA or the NBA, but they should just start throwing in some, like, props. Yeah. Like, like team props. Whoever does the most this mm. or this. I mean, I guess they already have, like, season awards No, and but that stuff, would be pretty cool, right? Like, most threes made, most dunks. Yeah, start yeah. giving so out... Throw like, out some bones. Throw out, like, a million bucks a pop for these things. Yeah, yeah. Give them an incentive. Then, you, then all of a sudden, you'll have, like, the cool, rare scenario at the end of the year where maybe you have two guys who are close in, like, threes or dunks mm. just trying to, like, win that... That'd be pretty that cool. That prop or whatever. Coach would be pissed, right? Yeah, but again, league for, league for entertainment. It's right? all about the money, right? Yeah. That'd be a good thing. Remember we were talking, too, about how WWE scripted and maybe some other leagues could benefit from that? That'd be a cool thing to incorporate into a, a league where it's less about, like, the wins and losses, but it's, like, people are uh, trying to be stat leaders at the end of the day. That'd yeah. be cool. Kind of. I feel like the NBA's already kind of like that sometimes, but well, yeah, I mean, so the I mean, there's been some, some historic battles for uh, the scoring titles. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, LeBron actually was he was damn close a couple years back last year. Yeah, almost won it. Yeah. All right, cool. that's all I got. Well, well, the final thing I want to say, uh, since I have the the world at my attention, is uh, Chipotle really wronged me today. Um, I was on my way here. I, I hadn't eaten lunch, and so I decided I was going to order Chipotle to Noah's house. Um, I won't exactly say what my order was, not that I'm protective of it, but that's not the point. The point is that they forgot a couple ingredients. This didn't have lettuce in it, and it didn't have guac. Those are two key and ingredients. Two key. And I mean, I ate it anyway uh, because I was hungry, but you know, just be better, Chipotle. And I get it, right? You probably get all these online orders that come in. The, the staff is trying to get them out of the way, but you know, it, it, there's a lot of places that make what you make. There's a lot of places that put meat, beans, rice 
veggies into a bowl and mix it together. Don't think you're unique. And on top of that, don't think we've forgotten about all the scandals in the past. Was it salmonella? Yep, yep. The one down here was the 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 culprit. Listen, I don't know how uh, you think you're going to keep getting away with this, but you're not. All right? You heard it here first. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Listen up, Chipotle. and post that. Yeah. Ain't nothing finer than me and my girls dragging over little 